Good morning and welcome to a Tuesday morning, June the 7th edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain, and our regular Tuesday morning guest, Dr. J.B. Hickson. Uh, we have got uh, some really, really uh, interesting, uh, important, crucial programming for you today. So uh, it's, it's going to be imperative that you pay close attention uh, to what uh, we're going to be talking about. And I'll let JB more or less introduce the subject here in a moment. Uh, but before we get into that, I'd like to remind you about being able to live stream uh, JB's uh, weekly services on Sunday morning and Wednesday evening. Uh, through notbyworks.org. You can live stream a Sunday morning church service at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado. Uh, the service times are 9 and 10.30 Mountain Time, uh, 9 and 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time, and Wednesday evening, uh, 6 p.m. or 6.30 p.m., JB. I keep, yeah, I think it's 6 p.m., isn't it? 6 o'clock. 6 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday evenings. So if you like what you're getting uh, fed here, you can get the same kind of great stuff Sunday morning and Wednesday night from JP at his church in Sedalia, Colorado, Plum Creek Chapel. Don't miss it. Tune in and check it out. want to remind you also that we have a regular Saturday morning and Saturday evening podcast available with Pastor Dick. And Lucas Doremus. So, uh, and those are are equally as uh, as edifying and uh, educational as what we're going to hear today. Uh, JB, we've got a topic this morning that uh, I guess we could consider it a hot button issue. It's uh, it's a rather contemporary issue. People are being force fed, really, if you will. Uh, a lot of information, much of it false, uh, about some things that have happened in recent years. For instance, uh, I think the biggest thing we're going to talk about is uh, we're, we're going to take a trip back in the time machine two years to uh, the beginning of the COVID controversy and all of the things that sur have surrounded that, uh, that period of time, the last two years. And uh, we're probably going to look at some upcoming things. Uh, some predictions were probably going to be made here, I'm guessing, and uh, uh, I, 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 for one, uh, would like to hear some more about it, and I'm sure there's some people out there that, that would also love to hear about this and need to hear about this, so let her rip, if you will. I, I, I'm Just go ahead and get right into it. Let's get into the meat and taters. Well, welcome, uh, welcome, uh, Pastor uh, Dick and Curtis. Always a great pleasure to be with you guys. And, uh, you know, you and I talked uh, between last Tuesday and this Tuesday about some of the breaking news that's coming out related to COVID and related to those experimental gene-altering bioinjections that the mainstream media refers to as vaccines. And, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, uh, you and I have talked about uh, various things related to COVID uh, and the vaccines uh, several times on the Christian Underground News Network. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, of course, things seemed to uh, simmer down a bit. Some of the medical tyranny was relaxed. We weren't being forced to stand in certain places, wear certain clothing, uh, attend certain times at churches or not attend at all. We weren't being forced to shut down small businesses as much. And it just seemed like uh, eventually the big lie about COVID started to uh, dissipate a bit. And so we, we've kind of moved on to other topics. And you know, one of the things I love about your show, uh, Curtis, is that we, we go, we run the gamut from everything from a pretty uh, deep theological discussions about various doctrinal matters to uh, current events, such as uh, our discussion today about COVID, uh, yet all of it through the lens of scripture. And, yep. uh, you know, we believe the Bible is the only standard for our beliefs, attitudes, and practices. We um, understand and interpret uh, geopolitical events through the lens of God's plan of the ages and his coming in times plan. And so uh, really always enjoy uh, talking with you about these things. Uh, but I came across an article 
uh, this past week that was published uh, May 31st, I believe. Let me double check that. Um, but it was, uh, and I'll, I'll introduce the author in a little bit uh, more detail in a moment. Actually, it was May 29th, so about a week ago, maybe 10 days ago. And it just uh, really rocked me to the core, not because it was information I didn't already know, although some of the details were certainly new information to me and they validated what I had been talking about already, uh, but because it was just utterly shocking what is happening in plain sight. Uh, thousands of people know, and yet uh, the mainstream media just uh, has a cone of silence around it. And it's costing people their lives, literally. So uh, we're going to talk today about uh, two years later, the facts about COVID. Uh, in other words, it's been a little more than two years since uh, President Donald Trump first stood up and demanded that all churches stop worshiping Jesus on Easter Sunday. And that was the beginning of the famous uh, medical tyranny that included lockdowns, shutdowns, shutouts, uh, mask mandates, uh, many, many thousands upon thousands of small businesses went out of business. We're still seeing the effects of that today. Many uh, young people who began to get handout after handout from so-called COVID stimulus plans have uh, fallen into the trap of not working at all and just continuing on the government dole. Uh, it's, it's had uh, arguably a uh, life altering life as we know it, altering effect on humanity. That's not an overstatement. That's a fact. In fact, in my book, The Spirit of the Antichrist, I talk in chapter nine about how this COVID was, of course, a pre-planned rollout, part of the great satanic reset that Klaus Schwab has been pushing. And it, in fact, is a key cog in the wheel to really move the ball forward towards their end goal of a one world religious, political, and economic system. And yeah. so uh, you know, this is, uh, they're, they're talking about it in terms of uh, life as we know it, altering uh, effect on humanity. Uh, they are talking about it in terms of BC before Corona and AC after Corona world. Um, but uh, the fact is on that point, we agree because indeed uh, the tentacles of the Luciferian agenda have now really reached previously unreached areas. And it, it really has changed things. Um, you know, we were out Yesterday, all day, uh, yesterday, my awesome, wonderful, beautiful wife and I celebrated 30 years of marriage. And uh, we spent the day, thank you. We spent the day together just uh, kind of running errands and just being together and had dinner and those kinds of things. And but still, everywhere we go, we see the remnants of this um, COVID uh, medical tyranny. We see the little uh, stamps on the floor that say, stand here. We see the signs that say, stand six feet apart. We see the glass shields at various checkout counters that uh, allegedly are going to keep these some microscopic viruses from, uh, you know, kind of moving around them. These are, by the way, as we've said along, the COVID virus is very, very smart. It, it knows, uh, you know, who to get on and who not to and where to go and what areas are off limits. It's a brilliant uh, virus or so they would have us think. Um, right. But uh, so, so, but what's really diabolical about all of this, and I get into this in the longest chapter of my uh, latest book, Spirit of the Antichrist, which by now I'm sure most uh, listeners know they can check out at spiritoftheantichrist.org. Spiritoftheantichrist.org will give you uh, a, a kind of a sneak peek at the book. You can read the preface and you can see the entire table of contents. And if you look at the table of contents uh, there in chapter nine, you'll notice uh, the following, uh, you know, topics, things like worse than you ever imagined is one of the subheadings, follow the money, murdering with impunity, abortuaries, baby parts, and vaccines, the sanctity of life, the dangers of vaccines, COVID-19 and the great reset, experimental gene editing bioinjections, which I've already referenced that I have a whole section on that uh, with, you know, highly documented uh, evidence from top virologists, scientists, medical doctors, and so forth. Uh, I talk about the vaccine adverse effects reporting system or VAERS. Uh, I talk about COVID-19 in the United States military. Uh, I talk about the incredibly large, loud, and reputable chorus of dissent and all the other evidence that shows this was a pre-planned event. Yes. Um, I talk about the global surveillance grid and medical tyranny. So it's uh, the biggest chapter in a, in a book that's already pretty sizable, almost 300 pages. This chapter is chapter nine is a 15, uh, 50 pages rather. And uh, but in there, it's it's a fact not in dispute 
that there is smoking gun evidence of a prior knowledge and a pre-planned rollout that goes back 22 years. Uh, uh, Reiner Fulmich and uh, Dr. David Martin have talked about this extensively, and I cite uh, both of them in the book. Um, But uh, what I I think people sometimes react to is, you know, they say, well, I had COVID, or I know someone who had COVID, or I know someone who died from COVID. Well, I'm sure you do, because they killed, you know, millions of people worldwide with this uh, virus. Uh, But the fact of the matter is, it was not a actual textbook case of a pandemic. It was hardly worse than the average flu or the results of it were basically no different than an above average flu season. Many of the deaths that were attributed to COVID uh, were not COVID deaths. There's a huge, huge difference between dying with COVID and dying of COVID. Um, And as we've documented, um, even though the deaths are tragic and they were, you know, there were, you know, millions of them, uh, the facts do not support the, the contention that this was caused by COVID. Uh, right. We have evidence of medical examiners, hospitals, and others being paid off to write COVID on the death certificate when really the person died of a heart attack or in some cases an auto accident. I um, mean, you literally get killed in a motorcycle accident and you're labeled as a COVID death. So the numbers yeah. are yeah. highly skewed. Um, it's just simply not a fact to say that this COVID, this imaginary invisible, as Trump used to say, the invisible enemy is out there killing people. It's a classic example of the Hegelian dialectic and, uh, you know, this false flag notion is just like the quote war on terrorism that has cost millions of lives, trillions upon trillions of dollars to, to get this unseen, untangible, non-quantifiable uh, enemy. All you have to do is label something uh, a terrorist and then you can justify giving up all your rights or in the case of the government, taking all of your rights. Same thing is true with COVID. COVID became the uh, you know, bad word, the, the, the enemy. And at, at the, for, 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 because of the justification of COVID, uh, we were able to do things that were never before seen in this great free country of ours called the United States of America. So uh, I just want to give that caveat that as we talk about this information, you know, people react because they say, oh, you're being insensitive or you're being unloving. Look, you know, I had COVID. I had it desperately bad last winter. And I think you know, because we had to cancel a couple of shows. And, I remember yeah. it well. Yeah. And, 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 and of course, many, many people died. Uh, they, and it's never, uh, you know, a good thing when somebody dies. But is, is the reason they died enough justification to literally change the world and force people to take an experimental bioinjection, force people to have to quit their jobs, force people to stop worshiping in churches. Um, it just, the science just isn't there. The masks, as we've talked about, I have a whole section on, on that in the book. Um, you know, the science for a hundred years was very plain and non-ambiguous that masks simply will not stop a severe acute respiratory virus. Uh, they're too small. I mean, the viruses are the, the smallest hole uh, in the uh, mask is 50 times larger than the size of the virus. So not only will it not stop one in microbe, it won't stop 50 of them. So uh, it's just, it's silly. It's utterly humiliatingly silly. Um, And yet people still to this day wear them. Um, You know, I was out uh, in Denver uh, just a couple days ago. And, uh, you know, our church is in a suburb of Denver in Sedalia, Colorado, Plum Creek Chapel. And I was uh, running some errands up there and I was surprised at the number of people I saw wearing a mask because most places these days, people have kind of figured it out. The jig is up. They know they were played and they're like, I'm not wearing this mask, you know, but up there you still have people who bought the lie and they think that, you know, wearing this mask wherever you go is somehow like a security blanket. And so I still, I still pass people driving in their cars alone <laughs> that are wearing a mask. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah. I it, still see it. It's silly. And again, I don't want to be too harsh because they've, they've been deceived. They don't know better. That's right. And, um, you know, they're just, uh, but I've talked to many doctors, uh, even some of my own doctors 
and they've said, you know, look, this, we're not doing it. We only did it because we had to, if we, if we wouldn't have, we would have gotten fired or lost our license or mm-hmm. lost our funding or whatever. And I get it. People have to make those decisions. Look, I've worn a mask. I've, I have been, was in the hospital for an emergency appendectomy and, and they said, uh, you know, you have to wear this mask. Well, what am I going to do? Die of appendicitis or wear a mask? Of course, I'll, I'll wear a mask. Uh, so you get forced to do things all the time that are uh, silly. Uh, Sometimes but, it's your employer if you have a secular job, you know, yeah. you have to wear a mask. Yeah. And I've talked about that, you know, a lot that, you know, everybody has to draw their own lines and decide what's for them. I've been very uh, uh, uh clear on the fact that when it comes to the experimental gene editing bioinjection, to me, that's a line I will never cross. I will lose my job and be indigent, then take that uh, death shot. Uh, But uh, uh, some people for them, not knowing maybe the facts that we're about to explain in today's podcast, uh, you know, made the decision to to take the shot rather than lose their job. And I can't judge people for that. You know, They've got to make their own decision. So um, this is a long setup for a fairly narrow discussion that we're going to have today. But again, we're talking about the facts about COVID two years later, the facts about COVID two years later. And I want to start with some relevant verses of scripture that our listeners will uh, be familiar with, uh, at least if they've listened on Tuesday mornings, because I've, you know, I've talked about these before, but 2 Timothy 3.13 uh, written uh, near near the end of uh, the New Testament chronologically. It was the last letter that Paul wrote, written in 67 AD. And Paul said, evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, yes. deceiving and being deceived. Yes. Now, there's a lot packed into that short sentence. First of all, things are going to get worse and worse. That's as plain as day. If you believe the Bible, you have to believe things are going to get worse and worse. But that's a relative statement because most people are deceived into not realizing just how evil others are. And mm-hmm. I can't tell you the number of times people will say to me when they hear for the first time just how evil the eugenics program is, the depopulation program is, the fact that the government would indiscriminately kill children and adults alike. They say, oh, no, they would never do that. No one's that evil. And I just have to shake my head and say, A, you're naive about human history, and B, you don't know your Bible, because uh, the Bible clearly says that Satan is a murderer from the beginning. He loves death. He loves to kill, and his followers and those that he has been conspiring with uh, for the last 6,000 years to take over this world, uh, as clearly outlined in Psalm 2, and uh, as we see traced throughout Scripture. And by the way, in the book, the first several chapters make this case about the spirit of the Antichrist. John tells us that one Antichrist, capital A, will come someday when the tribulation starts and the lead up to the Battle of Armageddon. Uh, But in the meantime, many Antichrists have come. And indeed, John tells us the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work among us. So uh, I think, you know, that's uh, that's uh, clear enough. Um, So people don't understand just how evil uh, this world has become, but they don't understand 2 Timothy 3.13, that it's only going to get worse until Jesus Christ, the King of kings and Lord of lords, comes back with his church, the bride, to take the throne and rule finally in perfect peace and righteousness and justice. Um, I'm going through on our Sunday morning at nine o'clock hour at Plum Creek Chapel, characteristics of the millennium. And it's been so encouraging. Uh, It's part of our What Lies Ahead series. Uh, It's available totally uh, for free, all 57 episodes so far of that series over the last year and a half, uh, available at the Not By Works website. Just click on videos and then What Lies Ahead, and you can watch them, or you can listen to the podcasts, uh, the audio version. But it's been so encouraging because as bad as things are now, uh, it's, it's hard to conceive just how wonderful and idyllic and peaceful they will be when the Prince of Peace is on the throne. And uh, we need to keep that end goal in mind. That's right. Um, but um, in that same letter of Second Timothy, earlier Paul uh, talking to his young son in the faith, Timothy, the pastor, he said uh, in verse chapter 2, verse 16, shun profane and idle babblings. Mm. Listen, for they will increase to more ungodliness. Yes. In other words, uh, I believe in the context there, especially if you look at the first, the verse 15 and the one right after it, he's talking in general about a degenerative nature of depravity and that 
things don't just stay modestly bad, they naturally get worse. And um, so, you know, I feel like um, it, it, in some ways, what we're about to, to discover uh, is going to be surprising. But in some ways, if we know our Bible, it really shouldn't surprise us uh, at all. Right. Um, so, um, you know, a couple of other verses that came to my mind as we were you know, as I was thinking about how to pre- present this information this morning, uh, Proverbs 15, 31 has always been a very special verse to me. It's kind of serves as my life verse, uh, but it has relevance uh, for our topic today. But Proverbs 15, 31 says, the ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. In other words, learn from your mistakes and uh, learn from your mistakes. And as we think about the, the last two years of total chaos. I mean, all of us remember when this first started getting rolled out in early 2020 in February, March. Uh, and then, of course, when it really became mainstream news, we I don't think any of us, certainly not me, really knew what was happening. Um, I had a perspective maybe somewhat different from most people having studied the Luciferian conspiracy for so long. I began to wonder at the beginning, was this, uh, uh, you know, a, a sort of a genocidal attempt to get rid of people and kill people, which I know they've been planning to do forever. And so, you know, not knowing really the the play, not knowing the script, mm-hmm. you know, I was concerned. And in the first week or so, you know, I was kind of isolating and I was wearing gloves when I pumped gas or those kinds of things. I just didn't know. But it became clear, very clear and quickly, very quickly, that indeed this was a you know, it was not about the va- the virus. It was about the vaccine. They needed to to foment fear, to get people to stick a needle in their arm with with highly toxic and dangerous ingredients that would result in the things that we're going to be uh, talking about now. So, um, the reason that this is important, not just because of this article that just came out, but because it seems that there are many signs popping up over the last week. Uh, that we're probably headed into COVID 2.0. That, so um, yeah. you know, they are rapidly trying to get across the finish line of this uh, satanic end game. As I've talked about previously, Klaus Schwab is in his 80s. He he feels like the the new world order is so close he can taste it, and he's uh, he's gonna he's gonna stop at nothing. He and his Luciferian co-conspirators. To, to get this across the finish line. So right. I, I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I'm not predicting a date, but it seems like that, you know, late this summer into the fall, toward the end of the year, we're headed into some, some more troubling waters that will see a resurgence in the medical tyranny. And I, already, think, they're, I think they're going to call it a monkeypox pandemic. Yeah, it's sure. That certainly could be. That could be a trial balloon, and maybe there's something out. Bill Gates mm-hmm. is talking about the next pandemic already and preparing for it. Lots of evidence for that. But um, you know, they're 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 rolling things out already. We're seeing in places like California and New York a resurgence of the mask mandates. We saw yeah. President Biden recently uh, once again you know, attempt to issue the mandate about uh, wearing masks on a plane. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm going to be getting on a plane uh, twice in the next month. And I'm hoping that he's not successful because, as you know, uh, the federal court uh, overturned the transportation mask mandate, which was a huge blessing uh, for those who travel. Um, And, uh, of course, undoubtedly, there will still be people that wear masks on plane. Um, but, uh, and frankly, you know, in some circumstances, that's not bad. If you happen to be sitting next to a guy that's, you know, sneezing and snotting and sniveling and constantly drooling all over the place, man, I'd not only, I'd not only want to wear a mask, I'd want to go inside a biochemical hazard suit or something, you know? Uh, so I'm not saying that, you know, masks are always bad in every circumstance when I'm standing in my garage, I wear a mask, you know? Um, but, uh, but, you know, to think that somehow a mask is going to stop this, uh, uh respiratory virus is just nonsense. Right. Right. Um, but anyway, you know, we're seeing signs like this. Mm. That they're, you know, you learn to interpret that, man, something is coming. Now, as we've talked a lot about on this program, uh, ultimately, God's sovereignty is what matters most. God's the one who is in charge of the timetable. Uh, Absolutely. We we know in Scripture (coughs) what will happen. Well, we know the the end times game. We know the 16% of Bible prophecy that 
or 16% of the Bible that has not been fulfilled yet. And Mm -hmm. we know the order in which it will be fulfilled. But what we don't know is when it will start, because Mm -hmm. the rapture is the next great prophetic event to which the world looks forward. And the rapture is imminent, meaning it could happen at any time. So uh, so all we can do is follow the words of Christ, who said, look at the sign, look for the signs of the times and Mm -hmm. and and be ready. And so we don't know when it's going to happen, uh, but we certainly know that it's coming and we would be foolish to not you know, pay attention. So I think for that reason, and then coupled with you know, what we now know from the internal documents of Pfizer that I'm about to explain, uh, we ought to be ready. We ought to learn from our mistakes as Proverbs 15, 31 says. And then one last verse, also from Proverbs, which has also been meaningful to me in my life, is Proverbs 18, 13, that says, he who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Yeah. So those of you that may listen to this, uh, maybe someone forwards it to you, because I'm guessing that, you know, your main, you know, core listeners that, that follow Christian Underground News Network, they're all obviously solid solidly rooted in the word of God. And they are yes. also awake to the reality of this, this Luciferian yes. agenda, most likely. Yes. But what happens within the podcast realm is, uh, you know, people will forward it to others who are either unbelievers or skeptics, mm-hmm. or people that maybe aren't awake to this. And so I know that there are people listening to this, uh, even right now, and by right now, I mean, it could be three weeks from now when someone is listening to the, the, the archived podcast. But I know there are people listening to this that might make a flippant, hasty judgment that this, this, this is all nonsense. This is all conspiracy stuff. Yeah. It's definitely conspiracy, but it happens to be a true conspiracy. Um, and to them, I would say, you know, remember these words of, of Scripture. That's he right. answers a matter before he hears it. It is folly and shame to him. So don't, don't dismiss it out of hand. Exactly. If you do dismiss it out of hand, yeah, that's folly and shame. And I say, shame on you, um, because facts are stubborn things, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, and they, they are not, you know, in, in dispute. So with that, I want to introduce uh, an article uh, that was uh, written by someone who I followed for 20 years, uh, and her name is Dr. Naomi Wolf. Oh, yeah. And she, many of our listeners will know her. She's been kind of resurfaced in the news a lot since COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I will give this caveat to Naomi Wolf, uh, even though we are like-minded on so many things related to freedom and biblical principles of freedom, and, uh, and of course, her response to the, uh, uh, the, the COVID rollout and the experimental gene editing bioinjections, uh, she nevertheless uh, comes from a background that is more liberal. She's progressive. Uh, so I'm not endorsing wholesale everything she's ever said or written. Right. Boy, she is spot on and at the tip of the spear in sounding the alarm about um, about what's happening. And so I want to give her credit because a lot of the data that I'm going to be explaining today uh, comes from this article written May 29th. Um, and uh, it's just the easiest conduit for summarizing the information that comes out of Pfizer's internal documents. Uh, Some of the other information I'm going to be presenting comes from my book, where I've already done the research, uh, exposing uh, the COVID uh, rollout as a, uh, you know, manufactured rollout, not something that just happened organically. This was planned for more than two decades. Absolutely. Uh, I believe it relates to the reason that Trump got in in 2016. I agree with that. This was totally... Uh, totally all part of a much, much bigger plan. But I, I've, I've outlined that in the book, so I won't uh, belabor that point. But here's, here's the title that really says it all, the title of this article. She says, it's really true. They know they are killing babies. Mm-hmm. Let me say this again. It's really true. They know they are killing babies. Now, a few weeks ago, you and I had as our topic on our Tuesday uh, show, uh, who are they? You know, we talked about who who, who is this Luciferian elite? Uh, Here's an example. And there, you know, you see it all over the place of people in the know referring to them. And she says, they know they are killing the babies. Uh, 
She says, dear friends, I'm sorry to announce a genocide. And then it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating article, you know, uh, but essentially it's all based upon a fact, a fact that a group of 3,000 highly credentialed doctors, nurses, biostatisticians, medical fraud in investigators, lab clinicians, research scientists, and others have been poring over a set of documents that includes 55,000 internal documents from Pfizer, which by the way, if you recall, you know, in the height of the pandemic, the FDA had filed a suit asking a court to keep those 55,000 documents under wraps for 75 years. Yeah. And I remember talking about that as did many other, you know, commentators and so forth. It's talking about how outrageous that was and what are they hiding? And obviously if it was, if there wasn't any incriminating evidence in there, they wouldn't want it to be, uh, you know, for, kept for so long. Yeah. Yeah. For so long, they basically wanted it to be, you know, kept hidden for our lifetimes so that nobody alive today that are victims of this huge, you know, death shot would be alive when they finally found out the truth. Well, and how um, evil is that? Yeah, that's evil. And by the way, notice it was the FDA that was filing suit. Why? Because even though it was Pfizer's internal documents, the FDA's fingerprints are all over it, as we shall see. You know, the FDA was totally complicit in this, in this cover-up. But, uh, by court order, the documents have forcibly been disclosed, and yet not one peep from the mainstream media about this. No, you never hear about uh, it through the mainstream media. And as uh, Naomi Wolf says, the lies in here are stunning. I mean, just in your face evil, and mm. yet nothing. So, for example, these 55,000 documents from Pfizer confirm that Pfizer and the FDA knew by December of 2020. That's that, uh, when did the pandemic kick off in, in March? Yeah. In right. March, uh, officially, you know, it started in China in the fall of 19. Um, right. But in, by the spring of 2020, it was in full speed ahead mode. Uh, and then, so this is, you know, still in the first half essentially of the two year where it was really, you know, at its peak. Uh, And so by December 2020, Pfizer and the FDA knew by their own admission that the mRNA vaccines did not work. In their words, they, quote, waned in efficacy. They presented, quote, vaccine failure and one side effect of getting vaccinated, as they knew by one month after the mass 2020 rollout, remember the, the vaccines were rolled out under emergency use authorization in December of 2020. Right. So that's the real significance of that date. Uh, but they knew within one month that that the, one of the side effects of this vaccine was COVID. Yeah. In other words, as is almost always the case with the Luciferian agenda, the very thing they say that it's going to help is actually designed the very to thing hurt. that it causes yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the geoengineering we're going to do this to save the environment no they're doing it to kill you uh, i've heard some reports recently up here in colorado that you know they recently had to change the the chemicals and salt and stuff that they use to to put on the streets during snowstorms and ice storms because it needed to be environmentally friendly and so there's the, <laughs> i mean oh we're doing this to help you well actually it's killing all the trees along the roadsides if you just drive up and down highways and mountain areas you'll see a strange uh increase in the number of dead trees right along the 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 streets you know so mm-hmm. it's, it's just never about what it's about but again let me restate that according to these internal documents Pfizer and the FDA knew that, but within one month of the rollout of the mRNA vaccines, that they did not work. They were causing serious side effects and they were giving people COVID. Pfizer knew by May of 2021 that 35 minors' hearts had been damaged a week after the mRNA injection. The FDA rolled out the emergency use authorization for teens a month later anyway even though their own internal studies showed 35 cases where people under age 18 were having serious heart problems. And parents didn't get a press release from the U.S. government about these 
injuries to the heart until August of 2021, after thousands of teens had already been vaccinated. Uh, Many of the documents are stamped, quote, FDA confidential at the lower boundary. That's right. Um, and, And so Pfizer and the FDA knew that contrary to what the highly paid spokesmodels and bought off physicians were assuring people, the mRNA spike protein and lipid nanoparticles did not stay in the injection site in the deltoid muscle where they were normally would and where they were told they would. But instead, within 48 hours, and again, they knew this, within 48 hours, that mRNA spike protein gets into the bloodstream. From there, it can get into the liver, the spleen, the adrenals, the lymph nodes. All of the organs, It it gets into the ovaries if you're a woman. Mm. So Pfizer and the FDA knew that the Moderna vaccine had 100 micrograms of mRNA, lipid nanoparticles, and spike protein, which was more than three times the 30 micrograms of the adult Pfizer dose. The company's internal documents show a higher rate of adverse events with the 100 mCG micrograms dose So they stopped experimenting with that amount internally due to, in their words, it's reactogenicity. (laughs) So they stopped (laughs) experimenting with that dose, but they, but nobody told the millions of Americans who continue to get the first and second 100 MCG Moderna dose and all of the boosters. I mean, this is just unconscionable. Yeah. the, The media was still telling everybody it was safe and effective. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Safe and effective, safe and effective. Uh, just like they said, you know, cigarettes don't cause cancer, safe and effective. Um, right, right before they showed their Pfizer commercials. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So these internal documents, again, 55,000 pages of them and a, a team of 3000 highly credentialed independent scientists and doctors and so forth have been pouring over them for, for months. I mean, that's a lot of documents. And now yeah. they have released their report showing us exactly what uh, the FDA did not want us to see for 75 years. And it's obvious why. But uh, these documents showed that Pfizer skewed the trial subjects so that almost three quarters were female, a gender that is less prone to cardiac damage. Right. And then Pfizer lost the records of what became of hundreds of their trial subjects. How convenient. These internal trials, uh, there were over 42,000 adverse events and more than 1,200 people died. Mm -hmm. And four of the people who died, died on the day they were injected. On the very day they got vaccinated. So let me say that again. In their own internal studies, which they're required to conduct, just like, you know, we, we, we saw them in conducting these same studies with traditional childhood vaccines and then covering it up. And then finally it was released by a whistleblower that they've known for decades that childhood vaccines cause autism. And so, and that's a fact, not in dispute. I talk about it in the book. Now, a lot of people are going to read the misinformation out there and read the books and the reports saying that's all just uh, made up and it's been debunked. It has not been debunked. It is a fact. Childhood vaccines cause autism. I have a whole section about that uh, in the book, but they, but, and we now know they covered up the evidence of that until mm-hmm. a whistleblower finally released it. But the same thing is true here that in their own internal studies, 42,000 adverse events uh, and more than 1,200 deaths. I mean, this is not some small sampling here, you know, this is, uh, you know, serious you know, statistically speaking, results. This goes, this goes beyond what we would consider negligence, doesn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. And that's exactly where we're headed with this. And that's why, you know, she titled her article, you know, about genocide. They are killing babies and they know it. Um, but adverse events tallied up in the internal Pfizer documents are completely different from those reported on the CDC website or announced by corrupt physicians and medical organizations and hospitals. They include vast columns of joint pain, myalgia, masses of neurological effects, including MS, Guillain-Barre syndrome, Bell's palsy, encephaly, uh, every iteration possible of blood clotting, 
all kinds of strokes and hemorrhages and ruptures and membranes throughout the body. The side effects about which Pfizer and the FDA knew, but we did not, include blistering problems, rashes, shingles, herpetic conditions. Uh, in fact, she, Naomi Wolf points out that this, uh, these researchers studying the 55,000 documents show that Pfizer knew that some of these conditions oddly foreshadowed the symptoms of monkeypox. <laughs> yeah. We're starting to hear a lot about these days. Oh, yeah. The internal documents show that Pfizer and the FDA knew that angry red welts or hives were a common reaction to the PEG, a petroleum-derived allergen that's part of the vaccine ingredients, and, and something that you certainly are never supposed to ingest, yet they put it in this vaccine. Uh -huh. and indeed, PEG is an allergen so severe that many people can go into anaphylactic shock if they're exposed to it. But yet people with a PEG allergy were never warned about the vaccinations or even carefully watched by their doctors, EpiPen in hand, uh, they were just uh, given the injection and, and left to, to their own uh, demise. Um, of course, uh, people who have tried to raise any of these issues, Naomi Wolf points out, have been deplatformed on YouTube and Twitter and elsewhere. Yeah. They've been scolded by the president, including former President Trump. They've been called insane. They've been punished. <laughs> They've lost their jobs if they're, you know, doctors. Uh, athletes and college students and teenagers are collapsing on football and soccer fields. Doctors yeah. wring their hands and express mystification. And I'm not willing as willing to give them a pass as she is. Ta she's talking here about just the unwitting, you know, doctors that that aren't in the know. Well, it's yeah. your job to be in the know. You know, That's it's your right. job to to just not do what the AMA tells you or the medical journals tell you, you ought to do some research. You ought to dig a little deeper. You ought to listen to the facts. That's uh, right. But anyway, I understand doctors have a lot on their plate. Not all of them, you know, can take the time, but, but anyway, she says, doctors are wringing their hands and expressing mystification, but BioNTech's SEC filing, BioNTech's another one of the vaccine manufacturers that got trillions of dollars from Trump's operation warp speed, uh, you know, shows a fact about which the CDC and the AMA breathe not a word. That is, fainting so violently that you may hurt yourself is one of the side effects that was important enough for BioNTech to highlight, highlight to the SEC, but not to you and me. <laughs> so uh, it's just amazing. Uh, essentially, what we are confirming here is that there is a genocide underway intentionally driven or not, I think it's intentionally driven, doesn't mean it's monolithic, it doesn't mean every person down the food chain is, is in the know or directly and wittingly involved, but at the top tier, for all the reasons I outline in my book, they are wanting to kill life, they want to destroy life, they want to depopulate the earth so they can have this planet for themselves. It's much easier to roll out the new world order if your enemy has fewer soldiers in the army. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Uh, Israeli journalist uh, Etna or Etana Hecht uh, has kind of done her own analysis of these uh, 55,000 uh, pages and listen to some of the stuff that, that she found. I mean, this will just blow you away. She said, the topic of pregnant and nursing moms getting vaccinated under encouragement and coercion is painful. It's painful to research, painful to write about, and painful to learn how carelessly the most precious among us are being treated. The very essence of life and nature live within pregnant and nursing mothers. Reflecting on how little regard was paid to that life is upsetting. And everything I have to report, this is Atana Hecht, in this post is done so with a heavy heart and a hope that we'll get through this with a renewed sense of personal autonomy when it comes to medical decisions. And she begins her article by saying, keep in mind, the FDA and Pfizer actively worked to keep this data hidden yes. from sight for our entire lifetimes. That, yeah. that, that should beg the question why. We now know why. Academic institutions, medical institutions, and public health agencies are still, to this day, recommending that pregnant women take the COVID-19 vaccinations. Yes, they uh, are. And... Pregnant and nursing mothers were not allowed to participate in phases one, two, or three of human clinical trials. So 
In fact, if, 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 if this is again smoking gun evidence from the internal documents from from Pfizer, uh, they were included. That is, pregnant and nursing women were included on a list of 21 conditions that were not allowed to be recruited for trials. Yeah. Why? Because they knew it would kill the baby. Yeah. So they don't. They certainly don't want them being involved in the clinical trials. So reproduction itself is targeted by the mRNA vaccines. And if you know that reproduction is harmed and babies and fetuses are harmed, I would say babies, and you know that this is at scale, which everyone at Pfizer and the FDA knew, uh, and if you don't stop it, I mean, how is that not genocide? So the documents have confirmed that the lipid nanoparticles, the tiny, hard, fatty casings that contain the mRNA, traverse the amniotic membrane. That means that they enter the fetal environment, of course. Um, By the way, they also traverse the blood-brain barrier, which may explain the post-mRNA vaccination strokes and cognitive issues that we're seeing. The researchers studying these 55,000 documents found that the assurance that the vaccine is, quote, safe and effective for pregnant women was based, again, not on actual human trials, but on a study of 44 French rats who were followed for 42 days. And the scientists who ran that study were all shareholders or employees of BioNTech. (laughs) The volunteers found that while pregnant women were excluded from the internal studies and thus from the emergency use authorization, on which basis all pregnant women were assured that the vaccine was safe and effective, nonetheless, about 270 women got pregnant during the study and more than 200. And so they, they were eligible when they signed up for the study that because they weren't pregnant, but they got pregnant during the study, during the study. 270 of them, more than 230 of them uh, were lost somehow to history. We don't have any data about no record. Yeah. But 30 of the 36 pregnant women whose outcomes were followed Again, these are women who got pregnant during the clinical trials. Of the 36 pregnant women whose outcomes were followed, 28 of them lost their babies. 28. Significant percentage. How does that not sound an alarm for for these uh, pharmaceutical companies to say, hold the horses, stop. This is dangerous. But it's all about money. It's all about, you know, just pushing this Luciferian agenda forward. The volunteers found that a baby died after nursing from a vaccinated lactating mother who was found to have an inflamed liver. Uh, Many babies nursing from vaccinated mothers show agitation, gastrointestinal distress, and failure to thrive, meaning failure to grow normally, uh, and were also inconsolable. I mean, coincidentally, by the way, um, and Naomi Wolf points this out, uh, with the crisis about baby formula that we have right now, um, and uh, you know, which, which I believe is engineered and staged. Oh, well, um, it is, yeah. Uh, it turns out that Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and Mark Zuckerberg have all invested in a startup called BioMill. Yeah, I've heard about it. <laughs> this is producing lab-grown breast milk from mammary cells. And I mean, you know, she calls it Frankenstein-like language. They they say, quote, uh, and this is in, um, you know, the the marketing material for this startup company, Biomilk, quote, the Biomilk team creates its product from cells taken from the human breast tissue and milk donated by women in the local community who get a Target gift card in return. Are you kidding me? I mean, you just you, you can't make this stuff up. Um, going back to uh, the Israeli uh, uh, Mrs. Hecht, who who kind of elaborated on the studies, the, the fifty five thousand documents from the perspective of pregnancy and and childbirth, she said studies from three countries, Canada, Scotland, and now Israel, show that babies are dying disproportionately during and after twenty twenty one. Remember, the vaccines were rolled out in December 2020, and these are dying disproportionately in highly vaccinated countries, and newborns are dying disproportionately if they have vaccinated mothers versus unvaccinated mothers. For example, in highly vaccinated Scotland, almost twice the number of babies died in 2021 as died in the baseline numbers from previous years. In Ontario, Canada, 
86 babies died in 2021 versus a baseline of four or five in the previous year. This is a baby die-off that's so severe that one brave Canadian parliamentarian brought the issue to parliament, but of course was soundly rebuked. In Israel at Rambam Hospital in Haifa, there were 34%, 34% more spontaneous abortions and stillbirths among vaccinated women as to unvaccinated women. Now you scale that data from Canada, Scotland, and Israel to the yeah. vaccinated nations worldwide. How and, much proof do you need? Yeah, it's just, it's frightening. So Naomi Wolf sort of summarizes it this way. Knowing as I now do that Pfizer and the FDA knew that babies were dying by just looking at their own internal records. Knowing as I do that they did not alert anyone, let alone stop what they were doing. And that to this day, Pfizer, the FDA, and other demonic public health entities are pushing uh, to mRNA vaccinate more and more pregnant women. Now that they are about to force this on women in Africa and other lower income nations who are not even seeking mRNA vaccines, Pervisor CEO Burla, who spoke at the WEF a couple of weeks ago, and knowing that Pfizer is pushing and may even receive a emergency use authorization in the United States for children from birth to five years old. She says, knowing all this, I must conclude that we are looking into the abyss of evil not seen since 1945. Remember, yeah, people after World War II just were stunned at just how evil the Nazi regime was. Mm-hmm. Is this any more evil? These, she goes on, these anti-humans at Pfizer speaking at the World Economic Forum, these anti-humans at the FDA, knowing what they know, are targeting the miraculous female body with its ability to conceive, gestate, birth, and nurture life. They are targeting the female's body, body's ability to sustain a newborn human being with nothing but itself. They are targeting the amniotic membrane, the ovaries that release the ovum. They are targeting the lymph and blood that help support the building up of mother's milk. They are targeting the fetus in utero helpless. They are targeting the human fetus's very environment, one of the most sacred spaces on this earth, if not the most sacred, and they know it. So that's some pretty heavy stuff, uh, Curtis. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, this is these are not my speculations. These come straight from Pfizer, BioNTech, the FDA, their own internal documents, which they wanted to hide for 75 years. And nobody's talking about it, at least nobody in the mainstream media, and people need to be aware. So as we kind of wrap up to come full circle, essentially what we're asking is what did Pfizer know and when did they know it? Well, we now know what they knew and when they know it. That's right. And it's evil. And so it's important, not just because, you know, we want to validate the fact that all of us who are sounding the alarm for the last two years uh, over the you know, the the COVID-19 rollout and the medical tyranny and the experimental gene editing bioinjections were right. (laughs) You know, we're not trying to just say, see, I told you so, but we are saying, you know, you have a duty to think for yourselves, study for yourselves. And we're saying be ready because once they've successfully, uh, you know, pulled this off and my research shows me that, the, the Luciferians are giddy with excitement about how easily they were able to get people to go along with this. Mm-hmm. Thing. And yeah. so once they've done that, now they're going to just ratchet it up a few levels and try it again. You know, if you've got a trick play in your playbook on your football team that has worked successfully a couple of times when, when thrown out at strategic right times, of course, you're going to keep that in the playbook and you're going to try it again against another team. You keep um, using it until the defense can stop it. Exactly. So that's exactly right, Curtis. So that's where we're at. Um, again, uh, we know greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. First John 4, 4. Amen. We know wins in the end. We know that Satan, all of this is just Satan's pathetic attempt to try to shoot arrows that are, you know, not going to be effective, that are not going to win the battle, the, the war. He may win a battle here and there as part of God's plan of the ages. We don't understand it. We don't like it, but God knows what's going on. And uh, Satan's just going to continue to attack, and someday, when uh, Christ comes back, uh, he will uh, remind Satan that the victory is his. That's so, right. um, I would encourage our listeners, uh, you know, because again, we don't know who all listens to this. Um, we get at not by works, we get you know well over a thousand downloads a day from our various podcasts, um, and uh, 
you know, God is really expanding our, our network and our stewardship. So I just want to close by saying, if you're listening to this and you don't know the Lord Jesus, that for you, the spiritual life is not something you think much about. Maybe you didn't grow up in church or maybe you've grown up in church, but they've never really talked about how to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The only way to have eternal life is through faith alone and Christ alone. It's quite simple. Jesus said, verily, verily, I say unto you, whoever believes in me has everlasting life. So I would challenge you, have you ever trusted in Jesus Christ and him alone as the only one who can save you? So thanks, Curtis, for, for letting me uh, talk about these things. Again, pretty heavy stuff, but uh, vitally important, vitally important. I agree. I agree. And uh, uh, it, it, it is a reminder that we, we, as you said, we need to be reminded that, that uh, God is, is in charge. Uh, but we also need to be reminded that uh, that does not mitigate uh, his command to us to be to be engaged in the fight while we're here. Uh, that's what Ephesians six is all about. Uh, there, there, he gave us seven pieces of armor for a reason, and we're to be engaged in the battle. And uh, so we need to be warning people about that. And I'm glad you went over this today, JB. Thank you very much for. Or the reminder, and uh, just as a side note, this might help people to remember and kind of be able to recognize things that are coming in the near future. Uh, when this thing first kicked off back in in uh, March of 2020, uh, I I told several people at that point in time that I called it the government's 4F program. And uh, the 4F program consists of, governmentally speaking, consists of number one, instill fear. Uh, number two, uh, control food. Number three, collect firearms. And then the result is number four, where they abscond totally with your freedom. Mm. That's the 4F program. And listen, this is how they always do it. So be on the lookout. You know, there's a push now to take, take, take guns and, and things of that nature. So uh, to us, it's pretty obvious and it should be pretty obvious to everybody. But uh, listen, we need to be in the battle and we need to be warning people. So JB, thank you for that last hour. Really appreciate it. And uh, we hope that our listeners were uh, informed and, uh, if they weren't totally awake to this, uh, we hope that uh, this kind of clears some things up for them and, uh, and causes them to be a little more aware, and a little more careful. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let me remind you that uh, we will be on again this Saturday morning uh, with Pastor Dick. And I happen to know what the subject matter is going to be. And I, I like it. It's going to be fun. Uh, it, it's going to be another word study, but it's going to be a really simple, short word. The word not, N-O-T. So get ready. Uh, it's going to be another fun word, <laughs> a word program. Uh, you're you're going to enjoy it. I, I already know what he's going to what he's going to go through, and it's it's good stuff. So to be with us Saturday morning, and then again Saturday night with Lucas Doremus. And then follow us again next Tuesday. Uh, you will be available next Tuesday, right, JB? You bet. Yeah, next okay. Tuesday I'm here. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Fantastic. So be with us. And also, a reminder, you can tune in to JB's uh, church services at Plum Creek Chapel in Sedalia, Colorado, by visiting notbyworks.org. And you can live stream his Sunday morning uh, and Wednesday evening services, Sunday morning, 9 and 1030 a.m. Mountain Time and Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. So be sure to get there and get the same kind of fantastic instruction that, that you always get with us on Tuesday morning through JB. JB, thanks again. God bless you. And uh, thank you for, for continuing to do the work that you do. And uh, we, we, we are proud and and humbly blessed to have you as part of our 
our team here at the Christian Underground News Network. Thank you. My pleasure. Amen that. Always. Did you hear Pastor? He says, I'm going to amen that too. <laughs> amen. Well, it's my pleasure as always. You guys are wonderful. And, uh, you know, these are troubling times. We need to sound yes, the alarm sir. and uh, thankful to have this platform. Amen. Amen. We're glad you're part of it. So uh, until next Tuesday morning uh, and, and until this Saturday morning with Pastor Dick, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off. May God bless and keep you. Uh, and may he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace in these troubling times. Until Saturday morning, God bless. Take care. Be careful. Be aware. And we'll see you Saturday morning.